Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to our midweek edition of the Believe in Blazers podcast. Your cordial host, Brian Wheeler, with you as always. And today, uh, we certainly have uh, taken things to a new level in terms of not only popularity, but also, uh, you know, getting a little class into this podcast for a change. <laughs> As we bring on somebody, <laughs> we bring on somebody who's in her sixth season with the Trailblazers. She started out as the team sideline reporter for Game Telecast, also doing great work on the club's website. But then last summer, added the role of TV pre-half and post-game host to her duties. Speaking, of course, of the ever-popular, the lovely and talented Brooke Ozanam. B, how are you? Hi, Wheels. That was like the nicest intro ever. Um, Whenever I'm having a down day, I'm just going to come back and listen to this intro, um, and it's just going to turn it all around. I speak uh, nothing but the truth. Speak nothing but the truth. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. Um, uh, yeah, I'm great. I, Everything's good, especially right now. I yes. mean, things are rolling. The hottest team in the NBA, and I am here for it. So it's been very fun. Like you mentioned, the new role I've had this season. It's been it's been really great to work with Michael Holton. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I adore him, and we've just been having the best time. And even through the, the, like the five game losing streak that was, you know, pretty rough. We still did our best to, to make things light and fun. And now that it's kind of paying off and we're eight out of nine, everything's just feeling great. So it's wonderful. It doesn't uh, come as a surprise to you. If I tell you that uh, when I was involved with the team that uh, I would take the losses somewhat hard uh, and uh, <laughs> so forth. And then kind of uh, was, was up a little more on the, on the wins. I tried to, I think over the years, I got a little better at the losing part of it. Didn't necessarily like the losing any better, but I, I right. think I got over the losses a little better. But but uh, do you uh, do you tend to, as a competitor in your own right, do you tend to kind of uh, maybe uh, ebb and flow with how the team does? I do. And, you know, it's funny. People will be like, well, you know, you, you have to be um, unbiased. Uh, and I'm like, well, not really, because... <laughs> A, I am a, a, a team employee. So like I literally work for the trailblazers. So that would be weird if I didn't root for the trailblazers. Um, and I'm no, I, 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 it's no secret. I'm a homer. I'm a homer. <laughs> I mean, I'll just say it. I would say sure. that's not the first sure. time I've said it. Um, I, I just, because that's the kind of person I am. I, I, I know these guys, I know the coaching staff, you know, wheels. I mean, I don't have to tell you, but until everyone else. And when you become close with these people and you watch these games night in and night out, I mean, it'd be, I think it'd be odd, more odd, if odder, is that a word? Odder or more odd. If you didn't root, if you didn't root for the team, if you didn't feel a sense like you, you wanted this team to win because you're around them so much, you know what they, what they're all about. You see all the hard work they put into it. You see the camaraderie. And I, yeah, it would be bizarre if I didn't, I guess. I, I, and that's just my opinion. Some might have a differing opinion, but uh, I, I, yes, I, I prefer them to win. I'll just say that. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest Homer announcer I ever interviewed, Johnny Most, uh, the legendary broadcaster for the Celtics. Uh, I asked him about that and he said he had no problem being characterized as the ultimate Homer. He said, mm-hmm. when you travel and you spend some time with the, the same guys over and over, uh, you tend to care about uh, how they do and, and, uh, and you hope that they do well. And, and I've never had a problem with it either. The only, the only time I've had an issue is uh, if somebody as a Homer maybe gives an inaccurate uh, description of what sure. they're seeing because then they're not being honest and they're not necessarily um, living up to the first rule, especially as a play-by-play announcer of, of describing right. what happens in the game. Uh, Gene Peterson who was a great Homer announcer for the Houston Rockets for so many years. And I always loved when Gene was still around because it meant that I would never be characterized as the, the most Homer announcer <laughs> in the league. But Gene one time uh, uh, did a, uh, the, the Rockets were playing, uh, playing a game against the Lakers and uh, 
uh, in uh, the summit, their old home arena. And he felt a few calls were going against uh, the Rockets at the time. And he said, fans, this is amazing. We're getting hosed in our own building. And, uh, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest comment in the world, but, but I thought, well, that's a little strong. Maybe that's a little strong. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I try to, I try to, I tend to shy away why I say this, even though I just mentioned it last week, but I try to stay away from the, the, the ref stuff, the calls, mm-hmm. you know, I try yep. to, to just, you know, say very whatever. easy to fall into that. Yes. If you're not oh, very easy. I will say I did. I did for the first time. I, I believe that it was um, on air. It was, you know, it was seen. It was last week. I don't know if you saw the game where Norman Powell was flying through um, the paint and had an awesome pass and then just ran in to um, um, what's his name? Um, Caruso. I mean, like, like it was, didn't yes, see. I remember the play. Yeah. It was just like an accident. Like they were mm-hmm. both going speeds, fast speeds at different angles, didn't see each other. And he got called in. So we have this thing with Jeff Curtin where it's called the, the uh, we call it the pre-interview interview, because it's when I'm like chatting with the guys just to make mm-hmm. sure the mics work and that you can hear me and all that. And it's just, it's off, it's off, you know, it's not the actual interview. It's just kind of chatting before it actually starts. And those have become pretty popular, like the almost more, more exciting than the actual interviews. I don't know if that's good or bad, but um, so I, I brought it up to Norm. I said, just so you know, like this was again, before we started our actual interview for the open, I said, just so you know, we were all on your side about that whole thing. So I do every 10, every once in a while, I might bring it up, but I tend to shy away from the, um, the calls and the officiating. Cause then, then that really falls into like Homer to another level. So I just try to stay away from that. But that call, I had to bring it up to him. Cause it was Egregious. <laughs> well, Gene Peterson, one time uh, when the Rockets were playing Sacramento, uh, Corliss Williamson stole the ball at midcourt. The game was in Houston, stole the ball at midcourt, uh, did a uh, 360 uh, spin around Akeem Olajuwon and went in and dunked the ball on Otis Thorpe. And even the crowd in Houston kind of ooted on. It was a pretty good play. Mm-hmm. Now, for those listening on radio, what they heard Gene Peterson say was, uh, here's the Rockets coming up the floor. Uh, Drexler loses the ball. Williamson has it makes his move to the basket, might have traveled, laid it in. And so it had nothing to do resembling what actually happened on the book. Yep. So again, to me, that's being a little dishonest. You know what I mean? You gotta be, no, yeah. As long as you're honest and sincere and you're not exactly like you can, you can root for your team, in my opinion. And, but you, you can't like, I disagree with you. You can't be dishonest or you can't, you can't like not, you can't be not real about it. You know, like yeah. it, you just got to be real about it, but you can still root for your guys. Because yeah, you don't have to sound excited when the other team does something well, but uh, but you should right. at least at least accurately describe the 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 things that that really did happen. Exactly. Uh, our Believe in Blazers podcast is uh, brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Uh, go to the website betonline.ag. On uh, you can use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, bet online. That's b e t o n l i n e dot a g. Use that mobile device. Sign up today. Fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook ed- experts. So we mentioned that you added the role of uh, TV pre-app and post-game host. Uh, now, have you enjoyed that? It appears, at least uh, from the visual. So of course, you always look very friendly and happy most of the time. So it's hard to tell if anything were ever really bothering you, but, uh, but do you, does it look uh, like you're having as much fun in the new role as it appears when, when watching the games? Oh yeah. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. Like I said, Michael Holton and I have, we've become like thick as thieves, like peas and carrots. Uh, it's been really fun. He's, he's so witty and he's so funny and he is like, he's just, I've never met anyone like him. I like the things that he can come up with, 
Like we'll go to break. I'll be like, where did that come from? Well, I've, I've never, what did you do? He's like, I don't know. You just came to me. Like, you know, he just has these one-liners that kill me. And it's, it, I, I, if you watched a lot of this season, I've been giggling a lot because he just makes, <laughs> he just tickles me. Like, just, like the things he says, just get me. Sometimes I have to like really gather myself because he's, it makes me, it just, it makes me laugh so much. Um, he's been wonderful and it's been really fun to, um, I guess with, with this role, there's more, for lack of a better term, screen time. So you're probably getting sick of seeing my mug because it's on a lot more. Never, than never, can. never. <laughs> Thanks, Mills. But, um, but it's been fun. I've, I've liked the, the new challenge of it. Uh, I will say like the beginning, I, I didn't have, I wasn't apprehensive because I've done this role before. I did this for Indiana when I worked for the Pacers. I did this exact actually role where I, I hosted and did sideline. So I knew obviously I could do it, but I just... It's one of those things where when you have more than one job and it's same goes for Michael, cause he does, you know, he does radio. So he's like, now that he, we're down in the studio for home games, it's really funny. Cause he's like, I know I gotta be somewhere. I just can't remember where, you know? So he's like always thinking about where he needs to be. And for me, I just wanted to make sure I was focused on the task at hand. And that when that task was over in terms of like the pregame show being over, I was mentally ready to then jump into the open and the, in my, my sideline duties, you know, cause they're, they're separate. But I, I just I wanted to make sure I wasn't taking away from one and putting more effort into the other. I just want to make sure that I was focused on all of them. And it, it took no time. You know, as long as you get into a routine, I'm like, OK, pregame show's over. Next step, open. Got that. Ready for the open. Next step, first quarter hit. Got it. And then after first quarter hit, I'm looking for my second quarter hit. And then I'm after that, I'm focused on halftime. So I've, it's all we got it all down to a science at, by, at this point. And it's just been I, lovely. I love the pregame crew. Our the guys in the truck are so fun. Nick, our, led by Nick, our producer, you know, Nick Livingston. He is just a pleasure. And we just have a great time. That's how we look at it. Like even like I mentioned, even through the losing streak, we just kind of challenged ourselves to make the make these the best pre and post post shows that you know we've done all season because, you know, the fans were a little frustrated at the time understandably the team was frustrated. Everyone was, you know, it just wasn't um, what they, what they expected, I, I think, and especially wanted. So it was kind of a challenge for us to, we challenged ourselves to make ourselves to make sure that we gave the best product possible and, and, and tried to make the, the fans enjoy the, the shows as much as possible because the wins, you know, weren't coming, but now that they are, it's even more fun. Wins, as you know, wheels, wins make everything more fun. Yeah. You, you mentioned challenges. Uh, so much of what you do is made easier by uh, being able to establish relationships with the players and coaches uh, that you cover on the team. Uh, but how much more difficult has that been uh, dealing with life in this uh, pandemic era? Oh, it's, it's night and day. I mean, that I can't tell you now how much I took for granted the, the shoot arounds, the practices, you know, that you, you go to, because that's when you're sitting with the guys in their element, right? They just, they just finish up practicing. They're changing shoes, they're drinking water, they're getting taped up and, you know, they're just chilling. And those are the times where I just go sit by them and just chat, you know, and that's when you get your best stuff. I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, that's when you get the real, the real stuff for me um, on a zoom, it's just so it's just not intimate. You know, it's, it's very much, feels like for feels like a zoom, you know, like any other zoom you're having where it's, it's, you do the best you can, but for me, it's also been challenging because there are a number of guys that I've met on zoom. I haven't even met in real life yet. You know, um, like, like norm. I, I mean, I think we've done a pretty good job in our short amount of time. We've had probably four or five interviews on zoom post game, pregame. 
And I, you know, I think we've kind of gotten to a point where, you know, at least, you know, he's like, Hey, what's up? Like, he knows who I am. You know what I mean? The first couple of times they have no clue who I am, you know? And so it's, I mean, they have, they don't own me from anyone else. So I think I've established a little bit with Norm, but it doesn't, it's not even close to what I think we could, where I think we could have been had we been in person, just because there's that, just seeing each other talking where you get, you know, that feel of a person. So that's been the challenging part. And it's just, there's something about be, standing next to the guys where, you know, like the band, you just have more, ban- like the banter I have with coach when we're usually doing our pregame interviews. I mean, the, that's on another level. We still have a little bit on zoom, but it's just, there's a, there's like a lull in actual audio. So you have to wait a second before you ask the next question. So you're thinking of all these technical aspects when you would rather just be, you know, hanging out, doing your interview, chilling and having fun with it. So you have to think of all these technical things, which, you know, I don't, I doesn't, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I'm glad that we at least get the zooms, you know, it's just, it's just very different than um, in, in real life talk, talking. It's just different. Now, for those who have followed your wonderful story over the years, uh, they probably know that uh, you had a, um, a great uh, stint at your alma mater, Washington state, which kind of uh, helped you uh, really put into motion your, your love of uh, broadcasting and, and centering on sports being the way you wanted to go at that time though, did you have any, female role models to look up to that made sports announcing a chosen profession? Yeah, sure. Well, I've always loved, I mean, this is like the answer everyone says, but it's true. I mean, I've always loved Doris Burke. I've just thought she was the most amazing human ever. And the only, she, she got better when I actually met her. Like she, you know, you know, when you have these people you put on a pedestal and you're almost scared to meet them because you don't want to know if they're not the person you think they are. Right. And I met her and she, blew herself out of the water. <laughs> that, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, she is the kindest, most thoughtful, sweetest, most helpful, supportive person. I, I, she, I was just, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, you're just, you're more of an angel than I even thought you were. She takes time out of her schedule, which I know is a busy one. She always comes, you know, when she's visiting Portland, she always comes out from behind the desk to chat you know, answers questions and just, and she's so wonderful. She's like, Oh, I watch all, you know, I try to catch as many of your broadcasts as possible. You guys do a great job, you know? And she just, which that was like the ultimate compliment when she said that I'm like, I I can die now. I can die now. (laughs) Um, But she's just absolutely lovely. But I will say more of a local mentor I had that was more hands-on. I mean, like Doris is just someone I always looked up to. And when I get a chance to chat with her, she's very helpful, but I'm not, she's not someone I would bother because I know that people probably do that that happens to her a lot so um someone that i worked worked with and was a mentor to me was angie mentink who works for uh now root sports it was fox sports northwest and if you're in seattle you absolutely absolutely know who she is but she well played softball for the university of washington absolute stud and then kind of parlayed that into a a on-air role at at fox sports northwest now root and covers everything from the Mariners to the Seahawks to everything. And she was my, I actually went to, I had a, meet, a, a, a happy hour meeting with her before I took the job, before I was offered the job. And it was, it was not even a real, like it was kind of made up for me because <laughs> they were very helpful. It was like, I logged tape, I edited, I did a, like a bunch of stuff. It was somewhat of an internship role, but I met with her before to give her my reel and ask you know, ask if, if there was something that I could be doing and, or helping, or just, I just wanted to get involved, you know, in the business. And I didn't know exactly how my parents are both teachers. I didn't have an in. So I met her and she was absolutely lovely. 
and I gave her my reel and she set me up with a guy, with a guy named Rich who ended up hiring me at Fox sports. And then a couple, took a couple of years for me to get an actual on-air job with them. Cause I was, wait, I was waiting tables half the time to be able to pay rent. I was going out and shooting fake standups to put on a reel. And I just kept going to my boss, like making him watch them over and over again and giving me feedback. And finally, after a couple of years, he's like, fine, I'll put you on UW volleyball. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but the funniest part about that is that years later, right? Like years later, Angie, and again, she was very much a mentor to me and very helpful. And um, just to this day, you know, still good, still a great friend. Um, years later, she's like, Brooke, I never had the heart to tell you this. I'm like, what? She's like, remember that reel you gave me? It was blank. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, I don't know. The transfer didn't work, whatever, but there's nothing on it. <laughs> I still got the job. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. What a great story that is. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. I was mortified. <laughs> uh, well, you've, you've, you've gone well past that to uh, carve out a very successful career of your own. And now you've uh, become a role model for, uh, young ladies who want to follow in your path. Uh, what has that been like for you? And is there any basic advice you give them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's humbling first and foremost, when, you know, I re get these emails or notes or it's, it's so nice because I remember Angie saying to me, she's like, I've been, you know, so pleased to be a mentor, but you have to promise to me that you'll pay it forward. I'm like, absolutely. And so I try my best to, to get as many shadows. I mean, I get a lot of requests and I just have to make sure I stagger them because, you know, you got to make sure you're, you just got, you have to, I, I like to try to do one a month, usually like where someone comes um, in and shadows me. And that's always really great because it's, a, I get the chance to kind of show what I'm doing like show my, 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 how, how I prepare and my daily routine. And, but I'll say like the two things that I, well, there's a number of things, but the most important things to me to pass on and wheels, you can attest to this. It's such a small world, the world of sports broadcasting that First and foremost, you should be kind to everyone in life to begin with. That should just be a rule of life. But in, in terms of sports broadcasting, it's such a small world that I tell people, you know, I make friends with, I'm friends with all the, the crew on every road, on every road trip. So I know the, the camera guy. I know the uh, person holding the, the, the wires. I know, I know everyone. I know I, I make a, a thing to make sure I know their names and and I form a relationship with them because these are people that they're there to help you and make you look good on camera. Right. So why wouldn't you, but the, what I say is that one of these people, you never know could have aspirations of becoming an executive producer. And this is just part of their journey in five years from now, you could be in, you walk into a room and interview for a job and they could be the person interviewing you. And they were someone holding your, the cord being the grip, you know, five years ago. So it's just a rule of thumb, treat people well. And in terms of the job itself, I say, I, I, it's really big for me to not write out exactly what you're going to say, because I think if you try to memorize, first of all, you lose your, you lose your personality because you're more concerned about getting every word correct that you've written down. And you're not really speak, you're not chatting, you know, you're not just speaking like you would. I like to say, pretend you're telling your friend at home a story. Like when I do my first quarter hit, I, I pretend I'm, look, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the camera and I'm telling my buddy about what's going on. You know, that's how I look at it. And I, I do, you can't be stuck to exactly what you want to say word for word. I'm more about bullet points. And, and thirdly, I guess I have three points is that you have to be prepared because that's the key to success in terms of you can feel free and loose because you know, you've done as much homework as you possibly could and that, you know, what you're talking about, you know, the opponent, you know, what's going on with your team. You are, you're sharp. 
And, and when you're, when you feel that confidence that, you know, exactly like what, what you need to know going into it, you can feel free to just be yourself, you know, and you're not, there's no, there's no worries. There's no concerns. And that, for, you got to be yourself on camera. You can't try to be anybody else or it's, it, it's you'll get confused. So you got to be yourself. Let's close out by talking about these blazers. It sure appears that they're putting things together at just the right time with the playoffs fast approaching. Yes. It's so fun. This last couple of weeks have been a blast. Uh, it's been great. And just seeing, you know, during that five game losing streak, the, the topic that kept coming up was defense, right? After every game, what's going on with the defense, what's going on with the defense transition defense, defending the three. And it was just like something clicked. And I give a lot of credit to Dame who literally, literally came out and said, I need to be better. And we saw an uptick from him. Not that he was bad. He's never bad, but he just, you know, the Dame can put like, take it to another level. We've seen him take it to another level. And I think that that people just, his teammates follow suit when that happens. When you see your leader who lays it all out there, puts it all out there, works so hard. How could you not, how could you not try to do the same? So that, and just the fact that the defense is just skyrocketed and the offense is, I mean, everything is just coming together, right? Like the, the offense is the best in the league right now. So it's been really fun. I love the three guard lineup with Norm. Um, I think, you know, obviously I, I was a huge Gary Trent fan. I was, I love Gary. I still love Gary. I wish him the best of luck. I follow him, his career and make, see how he's doing, you know, with, with Toronto, but, but Norm is such a great fit and does so many things on both ends that he has really, it's really been a great added piece. And so just watching these guys have it all come together when it matters the most, it's the timing is spectacular. It's been, it's been fun. And it's like tonight, I cannot wait for the jazz game. I cannot wait. It feels like Christmas. <laughs> like these are like, these last couple of <laughs> games are just so exciting for me. Well, I know you have a game to get ready for, so uh, we don't want to keep you any longer than, than we have to uh, taking some time out on a game day. Very kind of you to do so. Uh, I know if they haven't already, the networks will be calling and uh, soliciting your services at some point. As a Northwest person, though, I think I can speak for everybody and hoping that uh, you'll find a way to still maintain some kind of connection to the Trailblazers, uh, a job that you have, have uh, characterized as your dream job. So I hope that, mm-hmm. I hope that if, we, if we lose you at least part-time to the networks, hopefully it won't be full-time. Oh, you're sweet. No, I, I mean, I, I, I have no, I, I've, I've never, this is what I've always said. I've never had some sort of, dream or goal to get to a specific network. It's always been enjoy what I'm doing and be challenged by what I'm doing. And I feel those, both those things with this team and this organization. So I'm a happy camper. Tell everybody how they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, B. Olsendam, Brooke Olsendam. One of those is Instagram. One of those is Twitter. I never remember <laughs> which one. <laughs> well, they follow you on both. There's only one of those. <laughs> yeah, they follow you on both. That's the good part. Well, it's wonderful being able to uh, see you, talk to you at least a little bit. And uh, I miss uh, seeing you on a more regular basis, uh, but Same. certainly watch you all the time. And uh, I hope that uh, it's a nice long run in the playoffs and that we can see a lot of you over the next uh, few weeks, maybe a couple months even too. So, but thanks for, for your time today. Thanks, Wheels. Be well. The lovely Brooke Olsenham joining us here on our Believe in Blazers podcast, brought to you in part by Bet Online. The Dean of Portland Sports Media, Carrie Eggers, will be our guest on Friday. Hope you'll join us for uh, that next edition of the podcast. Until then, I'm Brian Wheeler. Have a terrific rest of this Wednesday. Blazers with two games that we'll talk about on Friday between now and our next podcast at Utah tonight at Phoenix tomorrow. Final road games of the regular season, and we'll have our recap on Friday before we get to uh, our conversation with Kerry. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks to Bergolzadam. Thanks to all of you for listening. So long, everybody. 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.